Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good buddy, the Wrestling Inc. Managing Editor, Nick Hausman, back in the saddle here to recap in the foxhole with me the night that was. It is Justin Labar. Justin, welcome back to the Winkley. Oh, the war has started. Man, I was up till 3 o'clock in the morning trying to convert some audio uh, that we're going to hear a little bit on the uh, show here later. Successfully, mind you. Uh, but a late night. Also got to participate in the AEW Media Scrums last night. Justin, you had a busy night as well. How did your viewing party go? Everything went great. Thank you for asking. Great turnout. Thank you to everybody who did. Thank you to um, 1311 Bar. It was great. And it really was uh, fantastic to have both shows literally side by side um, to watch them go minute by minute, um, you know, what they were doing. So it was great. Fantastic. Uh, Everybody got home safe, uh, I hope, and from what I heard. And I was up late, but not quite 3 a.m. 3 a.m. I was snoozing in my bed. So uh, props to you, Nicholas. Thank you, brother. Yeah, well, I do it for you all. Yes, and I'm actually leaving here going right from this to the airport back to do an interview that will probably run next week on the site. So busy week, a well-earned weekend. You're going to have a well-earned weekend too. You're going to have a well-earned show. You made a good call. Tune in into the Winkly today. we got a lot for you here today. Uh, We're going to talk the news here in just a second, but right after that you're going to get the full audio from the AEW Dynamite Media Scrums that went down right after the show. That means here today you're going to get to hear from Tony Khan, MJF, and SC. You, Nyla Rose actually did a uh, media scrum as well, but hers was only like 30 seconds, and uh, I'll give you the gist. She was very unhappy she lost to Rio last night on the show, and then she stormed out of the the press room. So we don't really need to play Nyla's uh, audio here today, but you will get Tony MJF and SCU. And on that note, like, Justin, you got to watch both shows. I was, of course, in the Capital One Arena. I saw AEW Live, so that will be largely my perspective. I need to sit and watch NXT here later today. I do know what happened. You obviously watched it, so we'll get the the perspective on the news coming out of that from you, and I can give my two cents as well. Um, But, yeah, I I didn't hear the AEW commentary, which I heard was very good. Actually, Tony, Jim, and Excalibur, I heard, did a very good job. So my perspective, very, like, narrow, Justin. I can give you exactly what I thought of what happened inside the Capital One Arena last night. Yeah, I mean, in full disclosure, obviously, I'm watching both, and I and we did have the audio <clears throat> on the AEW um, on Dynamite, so I, I did not hear uh, things that were said on NXT. So my 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 perspective is also handicapped to an, to an extent. Um, but, but but to your point with AEW commentary, yes. Um, from what I heard, and again, obviously, I'm in a bar, and people get talking or whatever, so I, I did not hear move by move every match, but especially the high the highlights and especially the open um <clears throat> excuse me for the first match with Cody and Sammy I, I definitely was was tuned into uh to the commentary team and it, it was very very good it really was there there was um 
there was a chemistry already amongst the three of them. Uh, obviously, Tony and, and Jr. You know, go go decades back, but you know, it's been a while. And then you throw Excalibur in, in the mix, but it, it did it did sound very uh, very fluid, and um, and then they complement each other. So that that was a great start for them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, let's get to it here then. Uh, let's talk the news you can use. News to leave a bruise. Uh, before we get to some of the news coming out of AEW uh, and NXT last night, uh, I wanted to real quickly note that Tuesday's Road to AEW Dynamite preview special on TNT drew 631,000 viewers. This one-hour special ranked number 26 on the cable top 150 in the 18-49 to 49 demo and uh, was 36 Number 36 for the night in overall viewership. Um, for a preview special that really only had a couple days' notice, 631,000 viewers. That's more than uh, Impact, uh, TNA, ROH, MLW, more than any of those companies have done on cable TV uh, in the era of WWE. And this was just a preview special. What do you think that this, uh, what I consider to be a very healthy number here for AEW's preview, what do you think that, this number means for the uh, the viewership. Do you think they? I mean, for me, it's like this is a one and three, one and four. Do we see it a, a two million viewership for last night's episode of Dynamite? Do you think? Uh, I think it's possible. They're going to push two million. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a great number, as you said. You just putting it in perspective. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, TNT's in 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 a lot of homes, and and there's been no shortage of of. Uh, marketing and promotional budget uh, expended uh, on 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 this debut. Um, yeah, I mean, even and you know, again, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm at, I'm, we have the TVs on at the bar, and I, I was at the bar in the seven o'clock Eastern hour, so before either show started, and so we had you know half the TVs on TNT, and even with the programming that was airing on TNT prior, the they did cut-ins, um, and in like little backstage pre-tape interviews, um, with 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 the talent i mean and and, and like i mean they were it, it, really? was, it was i huh. mean they drummed it up as big as you could really as big as you could on a wednesday night they they were really drumming it up and and, and counting down so yeah you know I, I think i think pushing two million exceeding two million is very very possible i mean i i don't know um i guess maybe late today or first thing tomorrow we'll have the numbers out right for for what the, for what each show did and, and man i'm I'm just tapping my fingers on the table waiting to see that. See, but that puts it in the realm. If it does two, a little over two, that puts it in the realm of, like, Raw and SmackDown viewership, you know. And for mm -hmm. what you want to say is a, a Monday night war uh, between NXT and AEW, they would, I mean, unless NXT also saw a huge, uh, you know, birth and viewership from the, from the last two weeks, this could be a this could be a knockout here from AEW viewership-wise, I'm thinking, when the numbers roll in here. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's fascinating too to watch how they started. I thought it was a little, it was ballsy of AEW to um to the first thing they do is they go to a video package, you know. And I'm yeah. watching side by side, and Matt Riddle gets into the ring, but then they also did show a video package while Matt Riddle was getting the ring. So like it, it <laughs> you know, I thought that it, I thought NXT was going to beat them to the bell for the first match, huh. uh, and they really didn't. Uh, but I was really watching minute by minute, and, and it was it was just fascinating to see the choices that they were each making. You know, it's like careful what you wish for, right? Because I'm very excited about this. We're all very excited about this. But I just, I, I as I'm sitting there and I'm taking this in and I'm starting to do coverage and I'm sitting here and I'm having to catch up, uh, these Wednesdays are going to be very busy. I have no idea how the generation before us uh, did this. I have some people I need to get advice from here. Definitely have questions coming out of this. Because, you know, you talk about three hours of, of wrestling every Monday night with Raw. Uh, this is... 
four hours of wrestling every Wednesday night that we are charged with watching now, Justin. Quite a task. Yeah, I mean, again, I you know, I I don't have it set up at my house, but I'm gonna have to try. I'm gonna have to figure out either get either get one of them up on my computer or bring a second TV in because I, I really after last night I was like literally I'm gonna have to be able to watch it side by side because if I am just watching one and then have to go up like you know like you like you last night having to go back and watch the other one or trying to flip back and forth the frequency at which you're gonna miss a spot. Or miss a, a key quote. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was one thing back when we were kids, picture in picture, or just walk, flicking between Nitro and Raw. But now, it seems even the stakes are even higher. And and of course, now we're you know, as you said, charged with um, you know, talking about it. Yeah. It's just. I don't know. These Thursday morning shows are going to be quite a thing, I'm sure, with us. Well, let's get to some <laughs> of the let's get to let's get to some of the results here uh, coming out of the shows. We'll start with AEW. Uh, Rio won the uh, AEW or Rio won the uh, AEW Women's Championship last night. She defeated Nyla Rose. Um, the you know I saw different opinions on online. You know, some fans I think like to think they're very very smart when they identify what they think to be a botch or whatever, and uh, I saw people saying that these women, uh, oh, they messed up, oh, this wasn't very good. Match. Look, I was inside that arena last night. The Arguably the biggest pop of the entire night, the, the biggest energy of that entire show was the last three to five minutes of that Rio-Nyla Rose match. There were a lot of very near falls. You could tell that even with the spots that didn't go exactly right, Nyla Rose powered through. I mean, she's a real beast. I mean, the way she was able to just – you know, lift dead weight uh, from Rio sometimes when the angles just weren't right when they were getting to the moves, I thought enhanced it. So I just want to say that because for those of you out there that think you're so smart because a, a, a move that doesn't go right makes a wrestler bad or a wrestling match bad, I completely disagree. And I think that the energy I felt in that room last night, especially when Rio picked up the title and then Nyla was beating her down and Kenny came out for the save, it was it was electric. I, I thought this was a very good bout, and I was way more engaged with Rio, Nyla, and Nyla uh, and Kenny, for that matter, after this bout was over. Yeah, and, and I agree with uh, with your disclaimer. I mean, <clears throat> you know those those who will say those who will critique such. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, pretty pretty guaranteed to say I've never been in the ring. They, they, they you know, it, not everything's going to go perfect, and and that 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 that's not the measuring stick of 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 a match being great or not great. You know, it's it's really how you recover. It's really how you keep moving. And uh, so yeah, I agree. And and yeah, from what I could tell, obviously not as uh, not as well as you being in the building, but from what I could tell, yeah, there there was a ton of um, of energy and engagement into uh, as you said the finish of of, of the, the final sequence of the match. So yeah, this was exciting. Um, and, and I'll be honest, I this was not what I predicted. I thought Nyla was going to win, so this I, was uh, surprising too. I I also thought Nyla was going to win, but uh, yeah, there you go, Rio, your first AEW's women champion. We'll see where we go from here with that. Uh, also, at the end of the show, uh, in the main event. A lot of chaos in the main event. AEW was really, it felt like a jazz song. It felt—it didn't feel like a standard rock song. It felt like a jazz song because every time you thought you knew where the beat was, they were doing something to kind of uh, catch out of nowhere and, and, and swerve you, I guess, a little bit, to use a wrestling term. But at the end of the show, you got the six-man tag going off. Moxley comes out. He attacks Omega. They brawl through the back. Uh, he puts Omega through a glass table. Now, in the arena, they actually had the, the outside-the-ring action of these two brawling and the in-ring action on separate screens so the audience could watch what was going on from both side by side. Um, after what I'm reading, I don't think that was the case for the fan at home. I think you kind of had to, 
I think you only got either one or the other, the backstage or the in-ring, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, it was very traditional. It was just kind of back and forth, back and forth. So that's pretty cool that they gave the live audience. So, you know, because, I mean, all of us who have been, you know, in an arena watching a Raw, you know, watching WWE over the years, sometimes when they go to fight to the back, you hear the boos because it's like, oh, <laughs> now it's, you know, so that's that's pretty cool that they actually kind of you know, gave you both simultaneously. That, that's not what happened for the viewer at home. So yeah. That's, that's, that's a cool little uh, tidbit. I, I thought that was super hip what they did for the live crowd. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have done that for the folks at home so you could have done a side-by-side seeing what's going on in the ring and, and backstage. But anyway, nitpicky, little production note. But I thought Moxley here putting Omega through that glass table, hell of a spot. This guy looks like the unscripted, ultra-violent Moxley persona that we're going for here. And it was just a little bit. We only saw Moxley for like five minutes. But what he did got over his character, established him as a psycho, and I thought was a very good bit of business they did with Moxley and Omega on that show. Um, and then after that, going back to the ring, now you got Jericho, Santina, and Ortiz in a basically a handicap match with the Young Bucks. And, uh, you know, they, they pick up the victory there. And afterwards we get the debut of Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger comes out. He aligns with Sammy Guevara, who comes out. And uh, Cody was out there, and Dustin, trying to help stave people off. Swagger, Guevara, Santino, Ortiz, Cody, they beat down Dusty. They beat down Cody. Uh, they beat down the Bucks. Uh, leave them lane, standing tall. Um, I was wondering to myself, was it coincidence these guys all got together? Or is this a new uh, faction in AEW? And the press scrum that you're going to hear just a little bit from Tony Khan, he does kind of allude to the fact this is going to be a, a heel stable in AEW. Uh, what do you think of, of Swagger's debut? How much do you think he brings to the AEW product? You know, he's obviously, as you know, Jim Ross would say, he's a he's a tremendous hand. You know, he's uh, athletic. He's you know, got size. He's got uh, experience. I mean, I think he's certainly going to be um, a positive addition to the to the roster. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think that his. I don't think his appearance is as impactful as it would have been you know if 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 this was closer to when he had gotten released uh however many however long ago that was but you know but but again you know they it was still good they ended with this you know some kind of surprise yes he was you know rumored going into it but um but you know yeah he's gonna be he's gonna be a good addition and 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 he's obviously when you talk about guys in again wb who had talent who just weren't ever fully utilized yes he's a former world heavyweight champion but uh, it was a very, you know, me- mediocre, forgettable run as a world champion, in my opinion. Um, you know, th- this is good. This is this is a good this is a good signing for him, uh, yeah. for them, and, and I'm excited to see him because I've always been a fan of him. He's one of those guys. You know, you talk about Brock Lesnar being a legit tough guy. This guy's a legit tough guy, so I'm I'm excited for this. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he mixes it up because yeah, he's very different than a lot of the the younger flyers that they have on the roster. So um, him and Luchasaurus, I'm sure, will tear it up at some point. Um, Anyway, uh, also coming out of AEW, uh, we got an update on the tag title tournament. Uh, there was a little scuffle with SEU and Lucha Brothers at one point. Before that, uh, Scorpio Sky announced Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian are going to represent SEU in the tag title tournament. Uh, they're, on, they're on opposite sides of the, the bracket at the moment, so I would imagine an SCU Lucha Brothers uh, finale or, or finals with the, with the Lucha Brothers, I would think, going up big. Uh, and on that note, uh, Jay and Silent Bob were in the house? Kevin Smith and Jason Muse? <laughs> And uh, they they were backstage. They took a photo with Jericho and the AEW tag titles, which have not been debuted yet. So if you want to see what the AEW tag titles look like, the first men to technically be wearing them are Jay and Silent Bob. You can go find that on Jericho's Instagram. But that was a really cool <laughs> kit, man. I, I popped huge 
for Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes being there. I am big, I am big, big fans of them. And I will say, I was watching Kevin Smith. They were there ringside the entire show. And as they were going to and from their seats, they were getting mobbed by fans for photos. And to their credit, those guys stopped for photos with everyone. I was very, very impressed with how uh, classy those two gentlemen were. Snoochie bougies. How random 2019. <laughs> who, who are the celebs you have on your debut show? Well, we have Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, That's just tremendous. That's cool, though. That, I thought, was like, oh, man, if this is the kind of cool people that AEW is going to be bringing in, I, I'm on the hook. Uh, well, there were a couple cool people that were actually left off of AEW Dynamite's uh, debut on TNT and were also not a part of the three post-show bonus matches, which we actually have the results for uh, up on the site as well. There was no Joey Janela. There was no Jimmy Havoc. There was no Awesome Kong. There was no Sonny Kiss. Um, of those four, I think I was probably most surprised by Joey, but from asking around, what I was what I was told is it sounds like they didn't want to debut Joey in like a dark match. They're saving to debut him on main TV next week, um, as I would guess is the case for the other three. But, you know, by contrast, from what I'm reading of NXT and, and a lot of the results and stuff, NXT blew it out last night. NXT was more or less like a takeover show, right? You know, where, where are we going to go from here? I guess we're going to find out. But AEW, they left they left a, a healthy amount back, in my opinion, especially talent-wise. So uh, there's still more to go for them, I think, as far as surprising the fans. Well, I, I take AEW's approach similar to, I think, what we kind of took the temperature of NXT's first USA show sure. um, what, three weeks ago, which is don't give them everything. You know, give them something, and then use that as a as a as a as a, as a measuring guide to see, okay, what what did the viewership do? Um, and you know, do we need to do more? Do we need to? You know, can we pull back? You know, whatever. I mean, so I, I think it's smart by AEW. You don't need to throw everything at them. Just let, let's see what you get. See what you get out of that, and, and and that'll you know take the temperature of how much um how much viewership you have, you know, just on, uh, just on the advertised matches that were there, and just on uh curiosity. Uh, I think NXT had had to. Uh, you know, throw more because, you know, because they're, you know, they're, they're not the new guys, you know, the NXT obviously has been around and, and then just in the short term of, of a te television, they've been on for a couple of weeks. So, you know, they had to kind of be a little bit more aggressive on the pushback. So I, I, I wasn't surprised by this. And I, if I was making decisions for both, I would probably have done the same thing both did. Uh, and lastly here, uh, AEW news wise, before we kick it to NXT, uh, 2020 presidential candidate, Andrew Yang has congratulated AEW on Twitter. He congratulated them just before the show started. He said, congrats to Jericho Cody and all of AEW for launching a new era. Hashtag I'm with AEW. AEW on TNT. Creative freedom and the talent owning a piece of the action are very good things. Andrew Yang, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? Maybe maybe the rest, maybe he maybe he can get a, a chunk of voters here from the wrestling audience. You know, Who doesn't want $1,000 a month, Justin? You want $1,000 a month? Uh, he well, he's the bad boy of the tech industry. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right, let's go to NXT. I knew, I knew you would pick up on that. Of course. Well, they asked Tony Khan about it in the scrum. Somebody did. They were like, you know, uh, WWE seems to have found its lane with the current president. <laughs> you know, is AEW trying to find a different lane with a potential future one? And Tony kind of just laughed at that. I don't think they're going to get too political. Although, I will say Scorpio Sky did a hell of a Barack Obama impression. That was pretty entertaining. Um, all right, let's go to NXT here. So Finn Balor, he's back in NXT. How did the uh, how did the return come across to you, Justin? 
Well, again, I, I couldn't hear it. Uh, I was only watching it, but um, I, you know, uh, based upon the reaction of those at the, at, at, that were watching it with me, that was a surprise. Um, he was not somebody that was like heavily talked about. Oh, I think he's showing up, you know, versus uh, Jack Swagger, who you know again was was, was rumored this week for AEW. So, um, so so I mean, I think it came off well. And but judging by again by just just looking, it seemed like the crowd was reacting big. I didn't again, I didn't hear what he said, so I don't know what what the promo was to Adam Cole, but. Um, but, you know, a good surprise, and they did it, you know, obviously towards the front end of the show, so, you know, kind of taking that old Saturday night's main event approach of putting the title match and putting the main event right up front, uh, this is good, and this is probably best for Finn. I mean, look, uh, yeah, obviously he'll forever get the distinguishment of being the first ever Universal Champion. Um, you know, he was champion for 24 hours before having to vacate it. Really, since then, his, 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 run, in w- his run on Raw and SmackDown had been just forgettable. Um, for one reason or another, so I think this is probably this is this is probably best. This is probably best for him, best for NXT. Uh, yeah, and you know Finn is great down there. Uh, I had I had talked on the show about how I would love to see Finn back down at NXT. I'd also love to see Shinsuke Nakamura down there. Him and Sammy could jump to NXT right now, and I don't think it would matter. I don't think I think they would be refreshed. I mean, just the reaction I'm I'm hearing from Finn, some of the clips I've seen, people were more than ready to embrace Finn Balor at NXT. I think that's the case for guys like Shinsuke and Sammy too. I think there's a few. Other talents that could maybe get a fresh coat of paint down on NXT right now, uh, but good move here. This is uh, this is it, man. NXT, the third brand, it's official now. When you're moving guys like Finn over there, um, yeah. I mean, and, and you say down in NXT, and I, I'll, I'll I'll accept down just because if we're saying it's down in Florida and down is sure. south. In my but head, it, it is no. Yeah, yeah, it, brain, it, it is it is it is an equal three brands now. Yeah, that's what I was thinking in my head. I was literally thinking down, like in Florida. So I'm I'm glad you <laughs> I'm glad you corrected me because yes, Triple H has been very. Very forthright. This is now a, a third separate brand. Uh, but the Undisputed Era, they retained all their gold. Uh, they uh, they also defeated um, uh, the Street Profits here with uh, Wale coming out with them. So the Undisputed Era continued to be that faction NXT seems to be rallying around at the moment on top. Uh, and at the end of the show, we also got uh, Tommaso Ciampa returning and staring down Cole to close the show. Uh, this was very cool. Um, a lot of people putting the side-by-side shots of the final lasting images from NXT and AEW next to each other last night. You got Ciampa on one screen. You've got Jack Swagger on the other. I don't really know if that matters, um, uh, if that's the last visual, but I will say I'm very excited to see Ciampa back in action uh, for NXT. I will certainly be tuning in to to see that and and what he's got going forward here. Um, And, yeah, Ciampa, he's back, Justin. Yeah, I'm glad to see him back. And, um, yeah, I mean, that, this, that was not, again, that was not something I predicted. Um, I, I, that wasn't, if you would have asked me, you know, how, how are they going to end, I did not predict Adam Cole to still be champion and being stared down by Ciampa. So, uh, again, great, great, great by NXT there on, 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 on keeping us on, on the edge of our seats. Yeah. Um, so uh, then let's move over here. We got some more CM Punk news. Uh, we are short on time here today as I have to get to the airport, so I will real briefly uh, break uh, catch everybody up on the, some of the comments that, Punk made on Collider Live yesterday. Uh, he said that he confirmed he did the audition. He said he's in a we'll come talk to me mode. Uh, he said if they come to him and they want to wrestle, he'll just say, um, I'm not interested. Um, if they want him to do anything, okay, come talk, but don't waste his time is what he said. Uh, he made it clear that the his agent said that this is Fox who is uh, doing the show so he wouldn't be working for, for WWE. Um, he said he's not dealing with anybody in WWE. He did explain that he uh, it was explained to him what the show was. He said he loves Renee Young. Renee's a great person. Uh, she's super nice. 
Uh, he prefaced this with, guys, I'm not coming in to dump all over stuff to dump on it. That's old Phil, which is weird to me that he's not comfortable calling himself Phil because he literally wrote people off for years when they called him by his real name. But if it's bad, I'm not going to be able to pretend it's anything but bad. Now, on that note, Triple H also talked to Sports Illustrated. He commented on the punk rumors. He didn't He didn't deny him. He said, uh, that, uh, he said that's a little bit out of sight of his purview at the moment, but he said never say never. So, again, it didn't happen last night, Justin, but it does seem like we're on the slow march here to seeing CM Punk be reentered in some form into the WWE Universe. What a fascinating way to end the year. Fascinating. Not to spend too much time on Phil, because we uh, <laughs> we did a whole lot of fantasy exploration on yesterday's Winkley, um, and we're short on time. But I'll just say this. Again, this just seems so interesting that of all weeks, all of a sudden, the groundhog comes out of his hole, and there's rumors about him, screen tests here. Yeah, maybe I'd come back here. Um, I'm a new man. I'm a new change. Triple H is answering questions. I, I don't know. It's just it's just such interesting timing that the, the, the biggest week in pro wrestling history in 20 years, and this guy has been out of the fold for however what, five, six years, whatever it's been. It's just for five years. It's just I don't know. I, and in wrestling, rarely are there coincidences. I don't know. I, I I'm not I'm not saying he's going to pop up tomorrow on on Fox. I'm not guaranteeing that or, or but I don't know. This is just. You know, WWE needs buzz, and this is just interesting timing that all of a sudden all this stuff is coming out. You're saying that maybe a wrestler knows how to work the sheets? Is that what you're saying, Justin? You get a better deal? Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying Groundhog Phil ain't, ain't, ain't a dummy. Uh, well, we got some Total Divas news here. Uh, this past Tuesday, seven, Season 9 premiere of WWE Total Divas drew 252,000 viewers on E! The show ranked number 79 on cable. This is the lowest Total Divas season premiere since the show began, and the season premiere featured the addition of Ronda Rousey and Sonya Deville. Um, I think, uh, well, I don't know. I'm kind of surprised by this, especially with the addition of Ronda, but they haven't, I didn't really even know the show was debuting this week. Like, I knew it was kind of coming back. It wasn't, like, ingrained into my skull it was coming back. This was also a weird week of a lot of shows, a lot of content being put out there. But this show did a third of what a preview special did for AEW, man. That's wild. That's wild to me. Yeah, I mean, they promoted that it was coming back, but it wasn't as full court press as it's been in the past. And again, there's a whole lot of other things that's grabbing uh, wrestling fans' attention this week. Um, you know, look, I, I, I've watched enough episodes of Total Divas. I've never watched every episode of every season, but I've watched certainly enough. And I'm entertained. I mean, yeah, I don't mind it. You know, especially it's cool seeing the, you know, the behind the scenes stuff or whatever. But I think it's really kind of run its course. And I know they've added Ronda. Added, uh, Sonya, I mean, but it, I think it's really just kind of just ran its course. I don't know. Hey. Because at the same point, you can add new people, but it's it's all just the same stuff. It's 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 weird. It's weird reality TV manufactured personal drama, seeing them backstage, you know, it's just it's it, it's ran its course. Hey, look, and if it could do 252 and it's and I don't know how much it costs, but, you know, maybe maybe it is a time to look at adding this to the WWE network because the network right now, it seems like they're selling off their most popular commodities to TV, and maybe time to bring some stuff back in under the umbrella. That's all I'm saying. Just something to think about. All right, lastly here, from the world of MLW, sneaking into our, our final block here of the news, uh, Zeta Zhang has signed a multi-year deal with MLW. She was a participant in the Mae Young Classic. Uh, she returns to MLW for the first time since last year. She's a former MMA star, worked all over the world, trained with SEMA in China. This is the first of many signings MLW 
will hope to lock up as they are expected to announce a true women's division of championship within the next few months. It's about time. I'm happy to see MLW embracing the women's or uh, embracing a women's division. And uh, I really like Zeta in uh, the Mae Young Classic. I haven't seen enough of her, but she's got a great look, uh, very talented in the ring. She should be somebody that they should uh, be able to build around very easily, I would think. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that it's it's taken this long for, for as sophisticated as MLW has been and, and other facets of their operations. It's kind of amazing that it took this long for them to finally have a you know full thing, a full women's division. Question is, how are you? I'm feeling great. It's good to see everybody. Thanks, thanks everyone for coming here tonight and not going elsewhere. I appreciate you being here, everybody. I hope you all like the show. Yeah. What, uh, what can I do? What can I answer for you guys? What can I do for you? Can you go ahead? Can you walk us through the emotions of the day for you, starting from when you woke up? We got a, about a decade-long diatribe from Chris Daniels earlier, but I, I'm I'm concerned about the emotions of today. The very first thing today that was I was really thrilled about is we finally were able to break the news, then got the confirmation that we were going to be able to get on ITV sooner, and I was really happy. And I that was really going to be the case all along. It was just that we had uh, had a couple of the replays that had been scheduled to get prematurely announced, and then people thought that was all we were doing, and it was just part of the coverage, and then we announced the whole package today, and I think people were way happier. So that was a big relief. So that was knowing that we were going to be able to do that was a big part of the early day. I mean, we, the show, you know, we had a great production meeting last night. Our production meeting, we have, like, some of the greatest minds in wrestling in our production meeting room, so I felt really good by the time we got out about where we were with the show. I mean, we've had a good idea what we wanted to do here for a long time, and uh, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm just really happy with it. And uh, as the day went on, I, I never really got nervous. I mean, this, we've done a lot of shows. I think the only difference here is commercial breaks and a bigger audience. And I mean, those are huge differences. And, and we factored those in when we planned the show. So not really surprised. I think uh, everything was very tightly timed, but I thought everything came off well and it was a really well-paced show. I, I'm very happy with it. So, but I'm not surprised it went well. Uh, thank, thank for asking that. Were uh, there any benchmarks that you had going into the show that you can say you checked off now that it's over? Yeah, like all of them. I, I, the only ones I don't know are the, 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 the I mean, like everything I was hoping I, we could do, I think we, we did with this. So um, everything, you know, I don't, the one thing I don't know yet is the ratings. Uh, but I was, I'm really happy with uh, the way the show came off. I'm really happy with the early feedback I've gotten. But, you know, the, the most important thing, I think, uh, for the, our network partners and a lot of people will be to see how we do the ratings tomorrow but to me also to see our fans are happy and people in the live audience was happy and so far people who watched at home have told me they thought it was a great show and so I'm really happy with that I think for as far as like you know where we're at creatively I think we're in a great place and I'm not surprised by that so when I say like we checked off stuff well it was like stuff we kind of expected we'd be going into full gear in next week's show with some really big stuff the tag team tournament is starting next week you know by uh you know, going into full gear, we are going to know who the world tag team champions are because across the next several weeks of television, that's going to be a main focal point of the TV. I think we know now that uh, Chris Jericho defending the world title, uh, he is going to have to make one defense before full gear. And whoever gets through that defense now, Cody is clearly going to be uh, the number one contender. And I think, like, we, we're going to be in a position where we're going to have a great world title match. I think Kenny Omega versus uh, John Moxley is going to be uh, a great feud, and there's great stuff there. And then Hangman Page and Pac, I think they had an awesome match, and there was something people were really excited to see, so I was really excited to check off that box creatively. And then for them to have an awesome match, but also now I think there's more to it. I think people, you know, the, fin the finish probably left people wanting more. Did Earl, Earl miss the call? And I think if Earl blew the call, maybe Hangman deserves a rematch, and we'll see. So I think there's a lot.
that we did tonight, and I'm really excited. Thank you. Can you talk a little bit about how long you've been chatting with uh, Jack Hager, and how does his Bellator deal affect AEW, if at all? You know what's really pretty cool about like secret keeping is Jake's been signed for like a really long time. <laughs> Jake's been signed to us for like a really long time, and uh, we Jake can clearly keep a secret, and so can we. So Jake's out, and uh, we we did a good job keeping keeping that one under. And but uh, but but it's been for for quite a while now. Before all out, Jake was signed. And uh, does his Bellator stuff affect what he's going to be doing with AEW? We're at planned all? it all along. I mean, like for him to his training, like it's a, something we're going to have to account for. So he moved his camp to accommodate this, but he's also still in training and he's in good schedule with that. But the AEW schedule with working Wednesdays allows him to kind of make Wednesday Wednesday the off day and then Thursday kind of Wednesday Thursday, so he can train, uh, you know, Friday to Tuesday and then kind of take. And that's what Jack, that's what Jake's doing right now. So and Jake, Jake's a machine, and as you saw at the end, I think he got a great reaction and. It's, you know, for him to come in, he's different than a lot of the high-flying wrestlers we have. He's a powerhouse, and I think he came in, and it was really exciting. And I thought the stable, uh, the, we're going to learn more about. Uh, Is that a stable? It wasn't just coincidence yeah. those guys all together? They, came, they looked really good together, didn't they? They seemed okay. like they and you said really stable. I was just saying, you said stable. It could be. It could be. And it, uh, it looked, looked like a, it looked like a stable to me. Like they 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 the way they walked, the way they talked, the way they acted, they looked like they were very they seemed like the guys with a plan. So like uh uh to me I thought that's what that might be. Yeah. We'll see. Secrets and surprise entrance has been uh part of the draw and the success a formula that's working for you guys right now. Uh is there some free agents out there that you'd like to come see play in this house? Are there some personal favorites that you personally would Well, like just like I was saying, like with Jake, like we did a really good job keeping it a secret that Jake was here. So like I would probably, like I wouldn't, you guys are the last ones I would want to tell, right? Like, but, because you'll tell everybody. But uh, yeah, there, are, there are definitely people, uh, you know, the, to be honest, a lot of the best people you want are not free agents. And I'm just have to keep an eye out for like when people are going to be available and hopefully uh, people are going to see now the more good shows we do we've done some really good pay-per-views and now we've done one I think excellent TV show and hopefully I think so far from what I've seen it was critically successful people seem to like it and hopefully it's commercially successful and does a big rating and uh, I think more people are going to want to come here after seeing us doing good shows and and that it's a good place to work you know everyone tells me they like working here so um, but I can't I, I can't really say Thanks for asking. Two-part question. You don't know the ratings yet, but in your mind, do you kind of have an idea of what your goal is? And two, based off of the way that you guys were trending on social tonight, how optimistic are you that you will reach that goal if not exceed it? I think, you know, it's hard to say, because I don't think this, the trending on social media as far as, like, Nielsen ratings is always correlated to the, you know, the, 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 I don't, so we'll see. I mean, I think it's a very good thing, but I don't think, it, but what I do think is really positive is last night, for a countdown special, and we weren't promoting the countdown special, we were promoting tonight, we did a pretty good number for a countdown special, so all things considered, I think that wasn't like a live wrestling show, and now what a benchmark to me would be to do better than that countdown show did, and I think we are going to do significantly better than that countdown show did, which was already a pretty big audience, and they did strong in a young demographic, and I'd like to build off that, and that was the countdown, I think we're going to do a much better number than that tonight, and Hopefully we can sustain it. I think we did a really good show in word of mouth. I think we'll we'll keep us going. The tag tournament beginning next week and the way we built that I think is really exciting. And also we've got a John Moxley returning to the ring. I think that was the reaction we got for that was awesome. And John Moxley versus Sean Spears is huge. Um, some of the best stuff we did over the summer was with Tully Blanchard and Sean Spears. I think that's a really hot act. Tully's planning to be back next week, I think. And so uh, I think it's going to be great uh, episode. And we got some more announcements about what we're going to do. Uh, There'll be a couple other really big matches for next week, and then uh, I just think we, you know, keep it going. But uh, yeah, I, as far as like success, I, I, without saying a number, I just think that like 
you know, social media is one thing, but I, again, doing a good number last night, hopefully it'll be a good indicator for tonight. We was there anything few... about doing live TV that surprised you or concerns you going forward? Well, like we've been doing live TV, work. right? All four shows well, are live. Well, like live. With commercials, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you have to still hit time cues on pay-per-view to get the pay-per-view off in time. Yeah. It was more time-sensitive, and, like, things were more, it was more hectic and than it was for sure. But the pay-per-view, but that's it. Now, but it was, it was honestly not as bad as I was expecting. Like, because uh, it's not that different than doing it, but you know, but it's different. It's really different. One of the spots of the night was uh, backstage, and most of the arena didn't see it. But uh, all I could think about was, uh, oh my God, will John Moxley be able to fight again in a week or two? So, are they insured through TNT or AEW, or are they independent contractors like some other companies? Uh, of both of what? the wrestlers. Are the wrestlers insured through TNT or AEW or the independent contractors? I've answered this so many times. I did a three-hour podcast Great. yesterday. <laughs> like I'm happy to answer it again. I would love to hear that answer. I would love to give it to you. Great. Okay. So, uh, like, a lot of people in this company are insured that our wrestlers are insured. Most, like, of the people you saw tonight, a large percentage of them were insured through AEW because they worked full-time for me in AEW. Yeah. There are other people. This is my fifth show I've done in 2019. Uh, so like uh, there are other people like uh, and most people haven't been on all five shows. There are very few people sure. uh, of the people that have been on all five shows. Almost all of them are cool. full time uh, and have full time benefits. Uh, and uh, John Moxley actually does get health care, uh, but he gets it uh, through uh, his wife, uh, who is a full time employee elsewhere. And uh, so, uh, but uh, but actually, uh, Kenny yeah does get health care for me. And uh, he is a full-time employee of the company, as are a lot of people that do full-time. As Ken, Kenny's a part of my office, and uh, he works here. That's his full-time job. Uh, there's other people like Britt Baker, like her full-time job is a dentist, and she's coming in and wrestled, I think, on, uh, I want to say, three of the five, or four of the five shows, cause four of the five shows now. But, uh, you know, four times this so year. So pretty much if they have exclusivity to AEW, they're probably covered by AEW? Sort of, uh, sort of. I've uh, given a lot of people that even have exclusivity to AEW have worked independent shots. It's, 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 uh, it's like uh, people who are working in an office. Like, I try to create any position I have, like, whether it's, like, graphic design, travel, creative, administrative. Like, those positions, I have production. I've carved out as many of them as I can for wrestlers, referees. So there are a lot of people. And, again, I did, like, a, I, I gave a pretty long list of them yesterday to Wade Keller on a podcast. And, like, uh, there's a lot of people here who, like, uh, are, and coaches. So there are a lot of people who do have health care and benefits uh, who are wrestlers, but there are some people here who have only come in and done a couple spots this year that are not classified as full-time employees. But does that, but that it's a complicated sense? answer. So I, I've, no, I've explained great. a lot of times, so I can, I'm happy to explain it to you. Uh, uh, NXT had a 15-minute overrun. Is that something you're considering for AEW or no? Uh, it's not up to me. I mean, if we can do, that. I can't. You know, I can't. Like, I, uh, I could. I'd love to give myself any time slot I want, but it's not up to me. Uh, is that the replay uh, right after the show? Is that permanent? Uh, I, that's, again, not up to me. I, I love that they. I think it's great, but I don't know if uh, I don't believe that is going to be a prominent thing. But I hope. I hope the more they show the show, the better. I know there are replays scheduled throughout the right. week, but I don't know if the immediate replay is going to be a thing. But I know that across TNT, TBS, and True TV, there will be a uh, number of replays. We saw four dark matches. Is there any plan to air them somewhere else, or yeah. do you want to keep that format going where you keep the fans? You, there'll be like I show? think there will be there will be aired, and I, I think uh, as we go on, we'll smooth it out, and we'll develop that we'll be another franchise. Actually, and we'll be able to get out of the good wrestling we're getting uh, from these these tapings. 
uh, and uh, as we kind of smooth out and build a format for it, which I think we have a pretty good idea what we want to do, uh, those will th be available, and I think they'll be available for free for everybody uh, online, probably, and uh, it, it, I'm excited about it. It's always been kind of part of the plan, and we have a big roster, and I want to be able to showcase people, but there's only so, so many people you can showcase in a two-hour show if you want to have good, long matches, and one thing about tonight's show is I think we had a bunch of good, long matches, right? And like uh, uh, four of the five matches, we really uh, had some some time with them. So uh, the, I do think uh, that is something we're going to keep doing. Yeah. You going to release the matches from tonight, the dark matches? Yeah, you'll see. Yeah, you'll see. At least in I can't promise you'll see this. And again, we're going to smooth it out as we go. Eventually, you'll see matches, full length matches. I don't know if you'll see all four matches from tonight full length, but you're going to see tonight's matches. And uh, as we go on, you will see matches in full length and it'll be uh it'll be very cool there was there was a turner executive recently i think it was when maybe butch this was i don't know if it was brett weitz or something like that that i read where he teased a studio show for uh, no i don't think that's like a crossover that's funny because like there's like you know like hollywood uh vocabulary is not necessarily wrestling vocabulary so when we hear studio show we all think like okay like that's going to be like a wrestling show in a really small building. With well, like I was thinking maybe off. I was thinking kind of maybe something like what they're doing with FS1 and, and WWE. It could. I don't think it's necessarily. It could again. Like yeah, sure. I don't think it's necessarily that kind of a studio show, but it could okay. be. Um, it's. It, I think it might mean that the, like their studio would produce like another show with us, but it would be. It could be a behind the scenes show, but it, it, it wouldn't be like a wrestling show in a small studio, or like it, it wouldn't be a sports center type show necessarily. Okay. But we, I'm not. I'm not that I'm ruling out. Those kinds of shows, but uh, I think those are shows that we could do. But I think I don't think that's what Brett meant necessarily. I think they are looking at developing another show. For so us is that, that your okay. call to push forward the development of new platforms to display the product, or is that just strictly Turner? Uh, it's a joint call. I mean, if they want to pick, I, you know, they're my partner. I, I, I'm, I'd be executive producer on all AEW content. It's my, con I, I own the sh company, so I like uh, they can't produce content of mine without me <laughs> wanting to do it. I have to make, I have to produce it. But like uh, we, but uh, I, they, they, we've talked about doing something. And if you know, again, it's like the question. I like, I can't just do 15 minutes of TV after, for example. Like, but, but uh, if they want to produce stuff and stuff we want to do, then yeah, definitely we could. It's a as with, I think, all shows, you know, it's like they're all kind of mutually uh, between the people who, the, the, the content creators and the network, like, you know, it's, it's a two-way street, I think, with anything. Tonight's show wasn't explicitly political in any way, except Jack Swagger came out and ends with a We the People chant. So, will AEW shy away from politics or lean in? Uh, I didn't, we didn't, I, I, no, none of us were, I, I wasn't like we were expecting people to chant that or do that, so, um, yeah, I, I'm not trying to get very specific about what we're going to do creatively there, but, I mean, you never know. But, Did you see uh, presidential candidate Andrew Yang support a tweet about your show tonight? Yeah, we've had a lot of political interests about our shows. I think what they trend politicians are very, very, very savvy people, yeah. and they're very savvy about trends. And when we, Double or Nothing was the number two trending thing in the world behind, what was number one? Was it like an earthquake that night? <laughs> uh, so when we're the number two trending thing in the world, uh, we had a political interest in that as well, and, and there was, uh, you know, the next day after Double or Nothing, there was a lot of tweeting, and I believe AOC. Yeah, uh, which is had, the opposite party of somebody in the WWE Hall of Fame. So I was wondering, is there going to be a lane for you that maybe no one's occupying? <laughs> maybe it's a little bit of a bluer lane. Yeah, I don't know. I, again, like I mean, I can't, I can't really speculate on. It. Like I think it's, I think it's cool to like people when people tweet about us, and and I think again, politicians are very savvy, and that's why like a lot of politicians when we've trended and been the number one trending on Twitter or the number two trend in the world on Google. 
that we're going to see a lot of uh, political tweets, and from I imagine we will see things from both sides. And uh, yeah, I don't, I, I can't comment on it, man. That seems so I'm getting good advice here, man. I don't know Can you uh, speak to the decision to open the show with Sammy Guevara? Uh, yeah, I think Sammy did is a great wrestler, and it was a great opportunity. And also creatively, when by the time you got to the end of the show, there was probably a reason why we opened with Sammy Guevara, especially when we shot the angle with. Sammy came back in, and then Chris, and then at the end of the night, when Sammy's back out there again with Chris and Santana and Ortiz before Jake came in, they're like, uh, yeah, it was, it was well, pretty well thought out, I thought, yeah. And the match was excellent, too, and, and so I thought it delivered on every level. I was really happy with it. Tonight was Santana and Ortiz's first advertised appearance. Was there ever any decision to maybe bring them into the fold with the being the elite or any of the other web stuff? Well, they were on uh, all out. Oh, advertised. Well, advertised. Yeah. well um, last night in the countdown special, we advertised that they were going to be here tonight. So, I mean, I guess you're right, but like, uh, would you? I think that that was part of the hook of the countdown special was that <laughs> to answer your question, like the idea was that after all out, we would probably sit. There would be mystery partners, and then part last night there would be a payoff to last night's countdown special, which again, like we talked about, I thought was pretty well received. You know, it did a good number, and people seemed to really like it. And so that was that was part of that. Um, uh, where was Joey Janela tonight? He wasn't on the show. He wasn't on the. Joey show. was here. Joey's Joey was here. <laughs> he wasn't I mean, wrestling. Uh, I mean, Joey. I, that's Joey's awesome. Joey. Uh, Joey will be wrestling next week. Joey's got a big match next week, and we've got plans for Joey. And uh, again, there's a lot of awesome people I would like to have seen get in tonight. And uh, I'm as big a Joey fan as there is. I think I don't know. Do you guys? Does anybody at Bola? Anybody who goes to Bola? Anybody Bola? Battle of LA people here. Well, it's good. I'm glad you all came to this show and not that. But uh, I was there, and uh, did you see the uh, the Phoenix uh, photos? Uh, like uh, Joey, Joey and Phoenix. Like uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like I took those. Like I'm actually those. Oh. Like, Jeff wasn't out there. We didn't have social media, so I was actually like the photographer for AEW uh, social media. But, Damn. but uh, no, I'm a huge fan of Joey. I go see him wrestle whenever I can, and I love getting him on our shows. And I'm was a big advocate for, I was really happy to, you know, he was in the main, uh, main event spot of Fighter Fest. Yeah, like, that's why I was surprised and, about him tonight. Well, yeah, Joey's going to be, be, like, very involved, and he was, he, well, he is here, he was, he is around, and uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, you guys will be seeing him soon, I'll be seeing him later tonight, and you guys will be, uh, <laughs> you guys will be seeing him very soon. Joey's, Joey's great. I think he just also taped a, uh, uh, wrestlers in hotel rooms getting room service. Oh. That'll be very good. So there'll be some good stories in there. I think uh, he's got the story about us watching uh, 12 Rounds 3 at like 4 in the morning, which is Mox's, uh, Mox's movie. Uh, it was good. We had a, we really enjoyed it. It was good. No shark. <laughs> there were some uh, reports today about Chris Jericho potentially wrestling Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom 14, and apparently that, that news coming out of Japan. Um, I don't know what his agreement looks like exactly with AEW, but can we infer from that that maybe some more New Japan talent might be coming over and showcasing even on one-offs? Uh, no, I mean, I just, uh, you know, uh, I believe one good turn deserves another, but uh, I will, we shall see. I don't know. I can't, uh, I can't say for sure. Will we see more awesome calls? Yeah, she was sitting, in fact, she, uh, ate, she was coaching. She, uh, the one, second women's match, uh, that women's tag, she was sitting next to me. She's great. And you will be seeing her. She's gonna. She's backstage too. She's another full-time employee, and uh, and uh, you know she uh, works with us, and she's an important part of the office, and she's great. Uh, she's backstage a lot, but you will be seeing her again. But uh, I, I won't say when or where. Does that mean you guys are ever gonna cross promote with uh, Glow on Netflix? I would love to do some stuff together with Glow. I think we would love to. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know that'd be great. I, I if they'd like to do it, we'd love to do it. Yeah, and she'd, if she'd like to do it, I don't know if she wants to cross streams. Like they'd say in Ghostbusters, but uh, <laughs> it is a pretty dangerous. <laughs> yeah, you know you're not supposed to. Yeah, it's just right. when Jericho came to the ring at the top of the show, he left the belt 
in the ring and then he left. Was that just kind of like an inside joke there? Was that you guys having a little bit of fun or just happenstance? No, it was uh, like also like, uh, you know, it was again, it was a, maybe a live TV moment. I don't know, but uh, it wasn't, I don't, that wasn't something we put a lot of uh, blocking thought into. I mean, he went back, he did leave the belt. And then he went back out and did a belt shot in the opening segment. That was that was thought out, if that's what you're referring. But uh, yeah, um, uh, you know, there's a lot. Again, our shows are not one of the great things about tonight is didn't wasn't that a pretty spontaneous, free flowing? Like, didn't it feel like alive? And when you uh, you know, I think you guys when you listen to the commentary, I don't. Know, I thought I only get to listen. I'm excited to watch it again. I only get to listen to about half of it like live because I've got Keith and Tim and I'm you know giving time cues but like from what I listened to I thought the announcers did a great job and uh yeah I think our commentary is good and I think the action was was awesome we had, like I said long matches is something I feel really really strong about but also like keeping the action in the arena because like you know we have picture in picture tonight which allowed us to keep, improve the flow of the matches and I think that was something that I, I hope we can do again in the future but for me um it was really great at sponsors to like let us do that because you know, we tried to take advantage of it with like great action in the breaks. You had that for every break. Uh, we didn't have it for every break, no, but we had it through the, some of the matches. Um, so, for example, in like Hangman Pack, like there was a they when after there was a long period after like Ben after Pack came out uh, when like uh, you know he uh, and Hangman like we were in commercial then when you know he's getting some heat for being a heel and stalling and, and he didn't want to get in the ring right away and then we came in and the bell rang basically when we got back from commercial then they did a very long great match but during that match there was a picture in picture break and uh it was pretty seamless i thought and it was great for the match but the fans got to see the whole match and that was thanks to tnt and the sponsors which was a really cool thing they did and we also did it during uh the six-man tag main event and during the women's championship match we had like picture in picture breaks and i think the, there was all the chris uh during uh the the uh, open the cody when he was beating down cody that was also picture in picture so kevin smith was here uh you mentioned glow and netflix how important if you could rank it from most important very important or least important is it to be embraced by celebrity from other fields of sports and entertainment? I think it's like, uh, you know, like, we haven't, like, really gone out and sought it. Like, the people who come to our shows, like, you know, people, you know, Mike Tyson was at Double or Nothing, and, like, he wanted to come. He thought it was awesome, and uh, he's really nice. He came to a Jags game, like, a couple weeks ago and uh, posted photos, and, like, uh, uh, like a lot of people just really like what we're doing and, like, have followed up and, like, stayed in touch. And Kevin Smith happened to also, Chris, Chris Jericho's in, uh, the next Jane Silent Bob movie. So hmm. when he was looking to promote it, like you know, he thought it would be great, and they came to us and were like, "Would you like to do this?" And I thought it was great. And I, I to me, what was cool about it too is uh, I didn't want to get ripped for doing like a bad backstage comedy segment, and I wanted to keep everything in the flow of the wrestling show. So without like breaking the seamless flow of a wrestling show, we did like a segment like in the arena that didn't drag on too long. And then moved on to something else cool that was still made sense when you pivot because it's all in the context of the tag tournament. Because like Jack and Angelico were like pissed that they're not in this tag tournament. They maintained that like actually like the shoulder was up when they wrestled Private Party. So Private Party kind of were like you know the defenders. They kind of came down. They brought like you know a they brought like the a couple drinks for Jay and Silent Bob and relaxed them. And then they were like you know they kind of cooled the situation off because Jack and Angelico were like what are these guys doing here right like. So that, that was cool, but then we seamlessly flowed up to uh, like uh, the, the SCU and uh, Lucha Brothers uh, tag team scuffle, and then you know we've got a bunch of things going on with the tag team tournament, building seeds. And I thought like from commercial to commercial, what we did there like 
was pretty seamless. And, like, I try not to have, like, too much non-wrestling, but when there is some non-wrestling, if you can at least, like, keep it in the flow of the arena, keep it in, like, you know, in the context of wrestling, I think it's good. And so that's why we try to stay around the ring as much as we could. Even the one time we went backstage and showed, like, uh, you know, we showed, which is pretty usual for, tip, you know, they'll show guys warming up in UFC or whatever. That's not, I don't think that's, like, breaking the fourth wall or whatever. We did over here, Chris and uh, Santana and Ortiz strategizing a little bit, but even then we gave, like, an explanation where JR was, like, you know, we had cameras set up, full, and we actually eavesdropped on those guys a little bit there. So, like, uh, we, just, uh, just so it doesn't seem uh, implausible, you know, I guess. It was a good show overnight, um, but you did say that Jericho will have a title defense before full gear. Is there any idea of who he's going to be? Yeah, yeah, team? there's going to be an announcement. Uh, there's going to be a match uh, next week, and the person who wins that match next week is going to wrestle Chris in Philadelphia for the championship. And uh, we've already been advertising in Philadelphia that there's going to be the first defense of the men's and women's title. So it's like, you know, again, when we, when we sold tickets, I mean, that was one of the things we promised people. So... Uh, Chris will defend the title in Philadelphia, and you know next week we'll find out who it's going to be against. So we'll make some announcements about that. But um, uh, it'll, it should be a fun match, and the winner of that match against Chris is also good. I, will definitely be a fun match. You guys rent with Shivani, Jim Ross, Excalibur at the, the booth today. You also have Golden Boy and Alex Marvez. Are you going to have rotating? <laughs> oh yeah, there he is. Hello. Are you guys going to have? Hey Alex. Uh, are you guys going to have rotating commentators at the booth, or is this the, no, that's the team? That's the team. So what are what is Alex? He's been doing like they've been doing. Uh, well, for, for, first of all, uh, for like you know on the control centers. Like, sure. So he's been doing a lot of content as far as like road to and the control centers for the pay per views, and then also like uh, we've we've had a. Uh, a lot of social media push and like backstage interview stuff Alex has been doing but like one thing Alex does that like a lot of people don't know and he doesn't get enough credit for is like he prepares Jim for these pay-per-views with like extensive notes on people and like he's really really helpful and like all of these good coordinator for all the announcers and helps Excalibur and Tony and Jim and he's like super professional so uh, like yeah like you know I, I, when he was calling the shows and when he has not been in the booth like Alex has still been doing a lot of the backstage preparation as, as a coordinator. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then Golden Boy will be calling... Uh, Here's Alex, by the way. Yeah. I feel like i got to let then, everybody uh, see no, him. No, it's good, man. And then uh, uh, a, a Golden Boy, who's also, you know, also Alex, uh, Golden Boy will uh, be uh, uh, calling Full Gear. Uh, Tony uh, isn't going to be available. He's calling... Uh, got University of Georgia football responsibilities. And so... Uh, Golden Boy will be on the team with uh, JR and Excalibur for Full Gear. Okay. Um, just to be honest with everyone, I, mean, I think just, now we're on false advertise Tony. For it's fine. Gear, I appreciate but, the but direct Tony's answer. On TV, yeah. uh, Tony's on TV every week with uh, with uh, Jim and Excalibur. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. It's great. Uh, can you, I, does anybody else have stuff? I'm. Fine. Any thought put into the ticket scalper issue? What's that? I don't really. The, well, there's a lot of secondary market tickets at the last minute, like flooding the market. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about like I don't. It's like uh, I. It's an industry-wide problem. I guess like I think that like happens in all sporting events, doesn't it? I don't know. Like I go, I like like I got tickets to the heavyweight title fight, uh, Joshua Ruiz, which ended up being like one of the best sporting events of the year, and I got tickets for a third at face value and like on yeah. StubHub, like right. Before, so I don't know. Like that was one of the best sporting events I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so like <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what. Uh, I guess that's. I think it happens. Like but they get bought up, but. Um, I guess it's better than if they didn't get bought up. Sure. Yeah. Are you going to be here every Wednesday? Uh, I don't think we're doing the scrum. I will no, be no, here. No, no, no. Will you yeah. be at the show? Every yeah, I'm doing every. Yeah, I'll be doing this every Wednesday. Yeah. 
And uh, but I don't think we're gonna scrum every Wednesday like this, but we will be doing. I will definitely see a lot of you guys again at full gear, hopefully. Mm -hmm. So back here in this general market. Um, and I get, I'm not that right. If you guys have other stuff, I don't see it all that often. So since I won't be doing another scrum for a while, if anybody has anything else, <laughs> sure. speak now or forever hold your peace. Did you watch NXT backstage or no? I can't watch anything while I'm... I mean, a mute, like, on no, a mute. No, we have nine, we have nine, I have eight working. camera angles of our, we have all of our camera angles that I'll pull up and the live feed of our show with, like, plus the network feed and the headset and the stopwatch. So, like, no, I can't watch, I have no idea what they did tonight. Okay. So, like, uh, I'll bet I will watch this show after I watch our show. Okay. Any plans to bring your, like, made-for-wrestling quarterback into the AEW fold? <laughs> he already, he was he really, he was really cool of him to do that. He's a really good dude. Uh, uh, that was awesome of him to do that, and Chris shouted him out back. He's he's awesome. He's a real deal, and and I really appreciate him for doing that. It was nice of him to do that. Would you encourage fans to throw hot dogs at Chris Jericho in the future? <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's a big wiener. He's the big wiener in the ring. And, uh, That's just going wiener. to make them do it more when you say that. I don't I don't want to encourage people throwing stuff, but at least if they're going to throw, at least there's something funny and not painful or gonna hurt somebody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, a great legacy I've had, things in the ring on TV. Well, I've, had I was bottles, about to say. I've had bottles thrown at me inside. It's not fun and like uh you don't want that. And like so like uh it's a hot dog is probably better. <laughs> that was uh I don't know if that's uh that's probably gonna might be a social media. I think that was during the commercial. Uh, I believe that was during the commercial. It was in the ring on the international broadcast. So maybe it's saved. Oh, it's a little, it might have made it. Is, uh, you got people starting to trickle out. Does anybody else have anything else? Uh, uh, I just wanted to ask about the decision to put the title on Riho, and Nyla Rose is obviously upset about it. Is she going to get another shot at Riho, or are you going to take the approach of the wins and losses coming wins into effect? Wins and losses like definitely come into effect. She, like, Nyla will have to, Nyla, the Casino Battle Royale performance. I think uh, was it eleven eliminations? Nile eleven so and Bell to Bell like, uh, and I was very uh, hands on in terms of producing the women's casino battle royale because I wanted to make sure that some of the mistakes that I made, we made in, with the men's casino battle royale in the first segment we didn't make again and like we had a store with better store. The, the, I thought the women's casino battle royale was better. I thought we we put more effort into it, did a better one. And Nyla's performance was outstanding. And I thought it was a star-making performance, and that's how Nyla got this opportunity. And I, even though Nyla has not actually won a singles match, but by winning the Casino Battle Royale, whoever won it was going to get the opportunity to wrestle Rio. Rio's got a really good record, and is a you know now especially after tonight, like outstanding resume here in AEW. But you know, I think Nyla's going to have to win some matches now, or win next year's Casino Battle Royale, <laughs> like either one, but like to get to get another shot for sure, because uh, you know. Technically, I think on the graphics, we, we you know we're showing the records, and now Nile is technically over. Uh, but but the dominance, of the Casino Battle Royale performance, like I think says that like Nile is clearly like one of our top women's wrestlers. Like everyone saw it, like you know she, over half the field she eliminated in the Battle Royale, and then uh, you know went bell to bell. So uh, I think I, I think we can expect Nile will do well, but like Nile still has to win the matches. That's part of the wins and losses matter. Two quick one. Uh, so Nile based down with. Uh, with Kenny at the end there, are you guys open? You have pretty set divisions where you're open to an intergender situation. That was not what that was. I mean, that's like the story is Kenny, and Kenny didn't really put his hand. It wasn't like, yeah, yeah, it was I mean, it was not like supposed to put set that up. It was more like uh, his, you know, his protege. It was a big moment for Kenny's protege, Rio, and uh, Kenny's very involved in the women's division. And then for that to happen, that wasn't what was supposed to happen. And that's why, you know, he was going in to clear it up. It was like, uh, you know, real life emotion. So it was cool.
Switching back to the records and the graphics yeah. and analytically speaking, are you guys measuring like the action in terms of like kickouts, pinfalls, reversals, things? We like have that? the ability to go back and track all that action and in the moment, and we are like looking at doing that. And I'm glad you asked that, and it's something I've like taken a lot of time to look at, and it's thought about for years. And like uh, we are, but like you know, like I, instead of like rolling out everything on people at once, like right now, it's pretty revolutionary to have like records, and people are like shocked about like record win loss records and booking with those. And I think you'll see us like adding more intricate elements to it as we go on and that's like those are you're hitting on some very very close to what I like uh, statistically so hiring on the guy that's great to know I'm a big statistician it's good to know you get all those stats going I mean it kind of makes me wonder is there an opportunity do you think to do like fantasy AEW yeah I've been talking about doing fantasy wrestling for years actually I think like uh, as we get our show going and build up our following it's something like we can definitely look at I don't want to like you know give to oversaturate with like too many things at once like because right now I'm just trying to sell dynamite to people before I try and give people just like I said like you know right now dynamite you know, win-loss records and people will but yeah that fantasy wrestling something I've been uh, thinking about for, for years that and uh, you know I I played wrestling leagues and fantasy leagues and there's there's definitely opportunities and there's probably multiple different ways you can do it there, you know um, and there could even be uh, you know uh, there could be like a fantasy league based on stats and then there could be even something that's like more like an e-feds for people and two different things so uh, I think it's going to be really really exciting as we, are, we build our fan base and kind of more and more people find out about what we're doing but I just I don't want to uh, spread ourselves too thin with too many products at once I think as we everything we roll out is big right now and you know we've got dynamite and and again, uh, full gear is like you know kind of a big focus for us right now and you'll see is our TV, the tag tournament, full gear now that we've crowned men's and women's champions, I think you'll see uh, more and more new things. Very cool. That's great. Anybody else? Uh, I got one last one. Sponsors in wrestling, it's always been harder to get you know, higher paying sponsors versus say like the NFL. Are you seeing sponsors like jumping on board? Yeah, we are starting to get, Yeah, I mean, like, well, we've never had a problem getting spiked because, like, on our early pay per views, we've had like great partnerships and have some interest. Like from the get go, I think that's one of the great things about AEW is like from the launch, like there has been interest in from like TV, TV networks and like sponsors. So, like, you know, on the last show we did the, the Cracker Barrel Clash, and uh, you'll see like more uh, partnerships like that. I think going into like our TV show in full gear, we'll be doing more stuff that you know, like we promoted a. The Jane Silent Bob film tonight, and uh, I think you'll see more promotional uh, stuff from us. But again, I want to do it in a way where it's in the context of wrestling, just like the Cracker Barrel Clash. Like that match was great, <laughs> and like uh, and and the sponsor loved it, and we, so we accomplished like everything we could because like our fans had fun, and like it gave Cracker Barrel a good name in the wrestling community, even more than they already had. Right, they already have a great name in the wrestling community, right. but even more so. And so I just think it showcases like for sponsors like that we're like really engaged, and we want to give people. Uh, every opportunity to like get their product over and and like make the fans love them. Anybody else? Uh, I've done a lot anymore. Do so you guys plan on doing a developmental system? I thought about it. I mean, one thing is like as you see the dark matches, they're not a developmental system. But I do think like uh, as we the, you know what they're not exactly dark matches is like as we start streaming them and they become a platform. Like there's going to be more opportunities to tape here. I have thought then about like doing more shows and tapings. But again, like same answer I just kind of gave about. Uh, you know some other products. I just think like more, more products, more platforms, more shows. Like I don't want to water down what we're doing right now. Like Dynamite is what people are talking about. I think people are really excited about Dynamite, and we're building to full gear too. And I think every week, like you know, we're going to be doing more and more here, and that pay per view will be building more too. And 
that's something I want to do too. So I, I do think there's a you know, possibility in the future that could be something we'd want to do though. Um, definitely. Uh, anybody else? So I've really enjoyed it. Thank you for Thank you guys. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And thanks for always coming to these. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Thank you, Tony. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm not in a fucking good mood. Like at all. Because my best friend just got completely bludgeoned in the middle of the ring. And uh, after my match, and uh, I, had no, I had no clue. And I just found out after the fact. So what should have been a night of me celebrating the fact that I just proved to the whole world that I am in fact better than literally everybody. Now I have to be concerned about my friend because Chris Jericho is a scumbag. Because Chris, Chris Jericho is past his prime and decided to take that out on my friend, Cody, who is not past his prime at all. Chris Jericho is a tremendous athlete. Chris Jericho is quite possibly the greatest of all time. That's why he's our world champion. Did he have to stoop to that level? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Every single video I have seen on social media has actually made me sick to my stomach. So what I would like you schmucks to do is to make sure that when you make eye contact with me and ask me a question, A, make sure it's respectful, and B, make sure it's not stupid. Please. Who wants to go first? Uh, well, you did have a great moment. This was your first big victory here in AEW. You know, what was that like before what you're talking about with Cody happening at the end of the show? How was that? It's, it's, hard, it's hard for me to go back there emotionally, but I'm going to try my best. Um, it felt great. It felt like every single bit of work that I have put into this industry has finally, finally come to fruition. I got to show the world what the future looks like. I got to show the world what the future of All Elite Wrestling is, and the future of All Elite Wrestling is MJF. I tapped out Brandon Cutler in, I think, like three and a half minutes? Did anybody else finish off their match in three and a half minutes tonight? No. No, they didn't. I'm a top-tier athlete. That's how I felt after my match. I felt like I proved what I've been saying since day one. And yet people boo me. What they should be doing is looking in the mirror and wondering, why do I boo MJF? Is it because I'm jealous? Is it because I can never be MJF? Yeah, yeah it is. Next question. Let's. I really don't have all day. All right. Guys. Well, the tag team picture. You're gonna go twice in a row. Well, what is no, everybody else wants to talk? Come on. I mean, seriously. I'm sick of hearing your voice. I'm sorry. I'm you trying my with best. The stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> what? You with the scarf on in the summertime. Um, you, you're. You had a good showing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, where would you like to go next? Who? Who? Who's the top of the food chain for you? Chris is Jericho. Jericho. Chris Jericho, because Chris Jericho decided to do something that was absolutely inhumane and absolutely unnecessary. Next question. Did you get back at Jericho by throwing the hot dog in the ring? <laughs> Give me one reason not to slap. Besides the fact that you wear glasses like a complete dork. Give me one reason not to slap. Why weren't you watching the monitor closely? Why wasn't I watching the monitor closely? Because I wrestled a match, and I had to make sure that after the match that I had my ice bath, then I went in my whirlpool, and then I got the massage because I'm a top-tier athlete, and I make sure that I am 100% good to go after a match, because unlike everybody else in this roster, I'm not some schmuck who's just gonna get right back in their car after their match is over. Yippee, it's done, it's up. No, no, that's not what real athletes do. Do you think that after Kobe Bryant is done playing a basketball game, that he doesn't put ice on his knees, that he doesn't get maneuvered by a Cairo, that he doesn't get worked on? No, 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 you're a buffoon. You're an idiot, sir. I don't know why you're laughing. 
You're an idiot. Everyone in this room is now dumber for your question. Next question. The fact that you finish your match in record time, do you feel that you deserve record pay? I'm already making record pay, pal. <laughs> Next question. Uh, you've associated yourself with Cody with good reason. Yeah. Uh, are there any young stars on the roster who you believe could eventually <laughs> live up to your standards? No. Um, God, None no. Whatsoever? No. You're, what? All right, let's get something straight here right now. What happened when my music hit, guys? People booed you? People reacted. People got up out of their seats, or they were on the edge of their seats, and they couldn't help but stare at one thing and one thing only, and what was that? That was me. Can Marco Stunt do that? Can Jelly Janella do that? He wasn't even here. No, he wasn't. Because I'm the best out of the new crop, because I am going to single-handedly put this company on my back and lead it to the promised land. Next question. So you've said that the plan is to get to Georgia. God, you're fat. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm going to try to concentrate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so you've said the past. How many chins do you have under that beard? Probably one and a half. Mm, I'm going like four. Okay. But ask your question. So you've said that the path is to get to Jericho, and Cody won his match tonight against Sammy. Yeah. And Cody's in line to face Jericho. Doesn't that put you in direct path with Cody? I would love to answer this question. Does anybody here follow boxing? Yes. Tremendous. Proud of you. Now, in boxing, there were two brothers. They were called the Klitschko brothers. Anybody ever hear of the Klitschko brothers? Now, Vladimir, I do believe it was Vladimir. They both have weird Russian names. I don't know. Was the world heavyweight champion at the time. And guess who the number one contender was? Vitaly. Vitaly. Vitaly, his brother. And what match never happened? Do you know why that match never happened? Because they're brothers. And they love each other. I would never in a million years... Put my hands on my big brother. Ever. When I say I'm going to be the future face of this company, it is because the face of this company right now is Cody Rhodes. And once he's done, then it's my time to shine. It's really that simple. Next question. So it's you're a hypothetical brother with Cody, but Cody has a literal brother it's okay for him to fight his literal brother. Alright, let's talk about that. I don't like Dustin Rhodes. I'm, I'm just throwing it. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, I'm sure other people do, and they're stupid. The, 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 the thing with Dustin Rhodes is is let's put it let's put it this way, right? Guy leaves WWE, right? Has a job here. Why do we think that happened? Show of hands. Anybody? Anybody have an answer for me? Anybody? Right. You, sir! Nepotism. Boom! Nepotism! What? Did he earn this job? Does he belong here? Does he deserve the money he's getting paid? I mean, I'm probably making more of him. But does he deserve the money he's getting paid? I don't think so. I think Cody Rhodes, my best friend, my mentor, the American Nightmare, the roller coaster, is just a really good guy. And he kind of gave his brother, you know, that's what I feel about Dustin Rhodes. And that's why Dustin Rhodes had no problem bludgeoning his brother because they're not close. They're not like I am with Cody. Not, not, even, not even close. And you know what offends me? A lot of people will go, MJF is using Cody. MJF is using Cody. You can't say I'm using somebody if I have a genuine relationship with them. It's just silly. It's just silly. Next question. Say Cody gets the title. You say that you won't wrestle him. You refuse to go in there with your brother. Mm. How long are you content to wait that one out? He's got a lot of years left ahead of him. 
Um, I'll put it this way. I'm a shark, and I have been swimming in a sea filled with minnows my entire life. It's just a fact. Since birth. Cody is also a shark. Hell, Cody's a great white. And when he wants to eat, he gets to eat first. And I'm fine eating second. And I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that are wondering themselves, Max, aren't you hungry too? Don't you want a bite to eat? I mean, aren't you getting frustrated watching Cody get to eat before you over and over and over and over and over and over and over again? No. No, I'm not. Because I love Cody. Next question. Uh, you went off on the Dungeons and Dragons community. Oh, my God. Um, got a lot of react. Yeah. Have you uh, gained an appreciation for that? And Here would you like is. to apologize? There's my appreciation for it. You seeing it? You enjoying it? You having a good time? Great. Let me tell you something about Joe Maglica. I don't care, dude. The most impressive thing you have on your cinematography is the fact that you got beat up by Spider-Man. A nerd. So I, 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 I couldn't care less about Joe Maglica's opinion on anything I have to say on Twitter. Twitter! And then I have people giving me death threats that play Dungeons and Dragons. Do you really think? I mean, let's, let's just face facts here. I tap somebody out in three, maybe three four half. minutes tops, three and a half. Do you, do you think I'm gonna lose to a guy that's a level 95 knight well, I guess in, in a street fight? Oh. Yeah, maybe you're rolling dice, pal, but if you're gonna, you're gonna send me a death threat, you have your goddamn mind. I'll, I'll literally kill you with my bare hands. I will kill you with my bare hands if you come near me. I'll, I'll murder you. Next question. I, it's mind-blowing to me how ridiculous these fans are. It is crazy. Especially especially when they're behind like their little older phones. I, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him right now. I'm going to get him. Yeah, got you. Like, no, you got nobody. I make an insane amount of money. You live in your basement with your grandmother. You've gotten no one. The only person you've gotten is yourself. Congratulations. You got yourself. You've punked yourself. You've pretty much Ashton Kutchered yourself. Next question. Is your love for Cody what forced you into a Star Trek uniform during his entrance? So here's the thing. Uh, yeah, all right, next question. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that sure, sure. ever again. All right, turkey tits? What was the training like uh, heading into this match? You look a little like more cut up than usual. I mean, I'm... Are you trying to say what's at your, one point I wasn't cut up, pal? Your diet and your yeah, like, so here's the thing. Here's why I make the big bucks, okay? Let's go back to the other guys on our roster. You know, the small little tiny, you know, the Jungle Boys, the Marco Stunts, the Janellas. Uh, God, maybe even Hangman, kind of looking a little bit like a bag of milk these days. Um, and then there's me. I look like a real athlete, okay? I look like a real athlete. And guess what? That's because I am one. That's because I'm just that much better than everybody else. And you know it. Uh, I think we're pretty much done here because I've had my full of having to make eye contact with you crater-faced pieces of shit. Have a good one. What up? Woo! All right, y'all take y'all time. We're just gonna bob and weave like this the whole thing. Is that cool? All right, guys, we have about, we have about 12 or so minutes, 15 minutes, so take it away one at a time. Take it away one at a time. pictures, we never met a camera we didn't like. You, you guys have opened a lot of AEW shows. Tonight you closed it down. How did that feel? How was that different? What did it mean to you? I mean, uh, opening, it's, they both have special meaning. Opening it up is, um, there's, there's no, uh, 
there's no replacement for that adrenaline opening up a huge show for AEW. And, you know, just in, on the same token, closing, sending them home happy. That's what we do. We call it sending them home happy. Usually that's the job of the Bucks and Cody traditionally. Uh, you know, tonight it was our turn. You know, we got catchphrases. We like to do sing-alongs. So, uh, so it, was our, it was our turn. And uh, sending them home happy, seeing a good match, seeing, you know, guys that are established, guys that are going to be the future of not only this company but the business and the three guys that we wrestled. Uh, it's great, and um, that's the motive, sending them home happy, and I think we did just that. Chris, can you walk us through the emotions of the day, the excitement building up to sure. this? Sure, so that first step, <laughs> we, had, we had all in a year ago, and then we went to Double or Nothing, then Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen, All Out, and now here we are, Dynamite, first night, the first night, but not the last night, of greatness. AEW is the future of this business. It's already changed the professional wrestling world. It already changed. It's different now than it was a year ago. And we know it. We know it. You saw the people out there? That's just the first full house of many full houses that are to come. And that feels great to me. 26 years in the business. I was fortunate enough to be a part of Ring of Honor when it started. I was fortunate enough to be a part of TNA when it started. Now I'm at the ground floor of something that has a hundred times more excitement behind it than either of those companies did at that time. And I'm proud to be a part of it. I'm proud to stand with my two best friends. I'm proud to walk that aisle with the Bucks and Cody and Adam Page and Darby Allen and Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta and Orange Cassidy. Everybody in this roster has got something to prove that we deserve to be on national television. So we're putting everybody on notice. We deserve to be on national television. We're gonna be on national television. Dynamite is here to stay. First night, not the last night. Correct? Yes, sir. Awesome. Uh, as somebody who actually competed on WCW Monday Nitro at some point, what's it like returning to TNT? It's awesome, dude. Listen, times have changed, but we're back, like, it's all cyclical. It's all cyclical. We're in the rise. We're in the high point right now of professional wrestling. There's so many people that want to see professional wrestling. So many ways to see professional wrestling. And now, this is the most access that I've ever been a part of. Do you know what I mean? We're on, we're on a platform now that's bigger than any I've ever been a part of. And I can't be more thrilled. 26 years in the business, and I'm waking up like a kid every morning going, I'm going to be on TNT tonight. I'm walking the aisle with my best friends in front of 13,000 plus tonight. 14,000 plus going to do it again next week and the week after that and the week after that until I pass away which could be six months from now it'll probably be 70 years and I'll probably still be wrestling <laughs> the AEW movement was birthed out of uh, indie wrestling uh, there's a saying in the music industry that indie is the new major as guys that were dominating on the indie field what would you tell other young cats that are working their way up through the indies and they're watching this and they're seeing that indie can be the new major I, I would say not only was it birthed out of the indies but it was also birthed out of the, uh, a hunger for a better pro wrestling product that the fans had. The fans, they'll, they'll never lie to you. They're always going to be honest, and they've voiced for years that they were not happy with what wrestling has been. And so that played a huge key because we can, we can say we want to do this all we want, but without the people there to support, it's just going to fall on deaf ears. Now, as far as guys on the indies go, the only thing I can say is just keep, keep working Keep learning. I know it's going to sound super cliche, but this is a guy that spent most, you know, pretty much all of his career on the indies. I, I got a few little shots here and there at the big time, and uh, you know, I was passed on several times. And uh, you just you can't let it discourage you. You can't let it, you know, you can't let it define you. 
You know, and, and because I always say, you know, a thousand no's feel great when you get that one yes. So that's the only thing I can tell guys, just keep working, keep learning, never let yourself be satisfied, no matter how good or bad you are doing, never let yourself be satisfied, always strive for greatness. We are here at, at you know, the highest level, the three of us, everyone on this roster, we are at the highest level. And we still have to deal with shit like that. Jesus. No, 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 no. Come on. <laughs> we're, we're here at the highest level, and, and none of us are satisfied with our performance tonight. Not that it was a bad performance, but we always want to do better. And that's the only thing I can tell people out there. Never be satisfied. Frankie, in sports, covering that, we always ask the players, the coaches, about watching game film, going back, critiquing your performance to get better, like Scorpio was just saying. Do you go back? Watch the tape from tonight. Still critique it. How do you improve? You know, when I, when I was coming up and starting, obviously, I mean, I did that at nauseum, and um, you know, would, would immediately as soon as I could get my hands on a videotape. Not to date myself, but there were things called videotapes, and sometimes I couldn't watch my own match for weeks after it came out. Uh, when TNA started, and I was fortunate enough to be able to watch myself on pay per view every week. It's a huge, it's a great tool. It's a great tool. Oh, this is what I'm doing wrong. This is what I'm doing right. Um, me personally now, I'm at a stage in my career where if I were to watch any of my matches back, um, I will rip it apart almost in an unhealthy way. Because, we're, I mean, we're all our own worst critics. We all want to be better than we are. Um, I find that uh, if we had a good match and uh, these guys tell me they watched it and it was good, or the Young Bucks say they watched it and it was good, that's good enough for me. I try to, uh, you know, I, I, I learned if, if, if I did something wrong, I did something right, I'll learn from it, I'll register, and I'll move on. Um, you know, but I just want that moment to exist in that moment. And, you know, I don't personally need to go back and see. It's like I knew what I did right. I knew what I did wrong based on the crowd reaction, based on how the match went. That, But that's a, a huge tool that any young guy, getting back to the question about guys coming up, is obviously watching yourselves and watching people that are better than you. The reason I got better is because I was fortunate enough to watch people that were better than me. When I got to TNA, I was fortunate enough to be in there with, with Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, uh, Jerry Lynn, who's a huge, huge influence on me, uh, guys like that, and that that shot my game up huge. And a lot of guys now have that opportunity here, being on the national stage for the first time and getting to be in there with guys like Chris Jericho and Moxley and Christopher Daniels, and you know, prove that they belong. And they do. Everybody is here because they belong. Um, Kevin Smith was here tonight. I know that you and Chris have experience in the comic book industry. Did you uh, have a chance to talk to him? What did it mean for you guys to? I got a chance to tell him uh, that I was a big fan of his work, and I got a chance to also uh, remind him that I had been on his show before, and he was very, uh, very pleasant about it, very cool. Um, and the fact that Kevin Smith took time out of his busy schedule to come and watch our show and enjoy it, and you saw all of you, I'm sure, that watched the show, he was in the front row, just as excited as everybody else. And that, to me, like someone, someone like Kevin Smith, who's seen all forms of entertainment and has dealt with all forms of entertainment, for him to be entertained, again, it's just a, a sign that we're doing something right. You know what I mean? Someone who you could see that might be jaded by, you know, other forms of entertainment came and enjoyed himself tonight. Loved what he saw, I think. And, you know, on that note, going back to, you know, indie stuff, like the whole view askew pictures, like that was very right. much. Exactly. Kevin Smith very much had an indie mentality. Like he, he wasn't in the system when he was making films. Correct. He was very much out of the system. And now look what he became. He built up a brand the exact same way that we're doing with AEW. Just he's not falling down and doing it. He's, he's rolling <laughs> foot. He's, you know, so. He seems way smarter than he, we He really are. does. He, he really does. does. So, yeah. Guys, it's, uh, you know. One more question, please. Who Make it good. Pressure's on you. You didn't get one. Make it good. You guys touched on several instances where you've been TV ready. Are you 
giving any advice out to the guys you're working with, like Jurassic Express, or just trying to get them ready for this level? That's our job at this point. Yeah. Like, I enjoy what I'm doing for myself, for my career, but I also realize that that's not why I was hired. It's part of it, but it's not the whole of it. Our job is to take our experiences from the places we've been and try to impart this knowledge to guys who've never had that opportunity to work live television in front of crowds like this before. So yeah, I'm I'm 100% taking guys aside. If I can watch their matches and I see something, I'm gonna go to them and say, this is what I think. And, and knowing that I don't know everything, but I do know what has worked for me. And the best that I can do is say, this didn't work for me. I tried it this way, try it this way in the future. And that's how these guys learn is they try and they see what works and they build their repertoire like that. That's another point of the independent scene. Like that's where you learn. That's where you learn to get over. And if you can get over in front of 50 people, maybe you can get over in front of 500 people. And if you can get over in front of 500 people, maybe you can get over in, five, in front of 5,000 people. But I mean, I didn't know until I started getting over in front of the small crowds until that was when I realized, oh, okay, I can do this in front of a bigger crowd. More people want to see me. So these guys are getting that opportunity. Hopefully, they don't have to go through the same stuff that we did. Hopefully, now that they're here with us, we can sort of impart that wisdom, save them some of the time, try to get them to this level quicker than some of the drudgery we had to deal with. And, and if I can do that for any one guy, I feel like I've done my job. And hopefully, I'm doing it for every one of them. I hope he's doing it for them. I hope Frankie's doing it for them. Because that's what we're here for. I'm not going to be able to do this for the rest of my life. I say so, but at some point, my bump, one bump is going to be my last bump. But I'm still going to be part of this company. I'm still going to be helping trying to make this company as good as it can be, the best wrestling product on television, the best wrestling product in the world. That's what I want to make. That's what these guys want to make. And if part of it is me bumping, cool. But if part of it is me telling guys what worked for me and doesn't work for me and what might work for them, then great too. Great. Thank you, Justin, for, uh, you know, weathering the week that was this war that we are in right now. It is cold here on the front lines, and I am writing you to send well wishes. Um, we are we are having a lot of fun here. I'm glad you guys tuned in to have a lot of fun with us. If you like the show, you like all of our audio content, our post shows, the Winkly, head over to the Wrestling Inc. iTunes channel, five-star ratings, nice comments. Always appreciated. We'll be back next week. I already have a whole bunch of interviews in the can uh, that you're gonna roll. we're going to roll out here for you. Um, and, of course, uh, tomorrow night, SmackDown's Fox debut. We'll have coverage of that on the site. This Sunday, Hell in a Cell will also be going on. We'll have coverage of that. Justin, it's a little weird to you. There's only three matches announced for Hell in a Cell right now. Yeah. No, I was talking about that last night with somebody. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, I, as, as I said, uh, the big build is to Friday. Sunday is kind of just like the afterthought of the moment. What a wild time. All right, Justin, what do you want to plug put over here to wrap up the show today? Oh, I'm exhausted. Just follow me on Twitter at Justin Labar. Same with me. I gotta get. I gotta get cleaned. I gotta get to the airport. Hey, thank you guys all. Thank you, men, women, children. If your dog's in the background, his ears perk up when they hear the good morning at the top of the show. Thank your dog too for me. Give him a nice pat on the head. You're a good dog. You're a good dog. Uh, I'm at Wink Rebel. Sit, over Ubu, sit. Good boy. <laughs> I'm at Wink Rebel over on Twitter. Thanks again for tuning in. And remember, if you winked, you didn't miss it. <laughs>